Are you learning to be a better speaker and leader, but finding it all too hard? Today, you'll discover how to manage the challenges of learning a new skill on the Standout Get Noticed podcast. Hi, Rockstar, and welcome to episode 290 of Stand Out, Get Noticed. I'm Christina Cantor's communication skills trainer, speaker, and MC. I am very excited to be back for this first episode of 2023. Um, I wish I could say Happy New Year, but it's not that new anymore, is it? Anyway, Happy New-ish year. Now, before we dive in, I do have a quick announcement I will be now releasing this podcast every fortnight, not weekly, as I have done previously. Two reasons for this. Number one, I want to make sure that I'm providing high quality content on this podcast and giving myself a weekly schedule can sometimes mean that I feel obligated to release an episode, even if the quality of the content is not as high as I would have liked. And that's not what I want. I always want to be releasing great content for you and adding lots and lots of value through the podcast. And the second reason, I am, I, you may know that I run a whole other business, um, Podcast Services Australia, um, as well as this business, The C Method. Plus, I look after a toddler for most of the week, so I basically have no time. <laughs> All right, Rockstar, in this episode, you're going to discover how to manage the challenges of learning a new skill and, of course, keeping the focus on communication and leadership skills. Now, chances are you are listening to this podcast because you want to be a better leader and a better communicator. And maybe you've implemented some of the techniques from this podcast. Firstly, well done. But if you are implementing these techniques for the first time, you may have found it to be quite hard. And This goes for any skill. When we're learning something from scratch or trying to take our skill to the next level, it can often be very, very challenging. So how do you manage that? That's what we're exploring in this episode. And I'm going to share six ways to make the learning process less overwhelming, more smooth, and hopefully less stressful. Show notes will be at thecmethod.com slash 290. Let's do it. I was inspired to do this episode as I am currently going through my own steep learning curve. I am learning how to DJ. Aaron, my husband, got me a DJ controller for my birthday in October last year. And this is a skill that I'm learning completely from scratch. So I'm going to share with you some of the things that I've been learning through this process of um, learning to DJ. And relating it back to how you can make this work for you with your own learning journey in terms of your leadership and communication skills. So I've got six big ideas to share with you. Now, the first three, I'm, uh, I was inspired by my friend, Shannon Merlo. She's a good friend of mine and a wonderful business coach at Inspired Outcomes Consulting. And she ran a workshop recently that I attended. And the workshop was on how to create a deeper sense of meaning in your life. And she shared three key things required to create meaning. And I thought these related really beautifully to learning a new skill. And so the first thing that she shared around um, what, what you need to create meaning in your life is firstly a project to work on. 
Now, I see this as being the skill, basically. So you've set a goal for yourself. You've decided, all right, I want to get promoted to, you know, senior manager position, or I want to um, pitch to clients, or I want to be able to um, move to a, a position where I'm, I'm leading a team of 10 people. So that to me, or, you know, that's, or that skill that you're going to need to get there such as being able to communicate well, being able to run meetings, being able to pitch, being able to present, being able to network, all of those things might constitute a project that you want to work on. You might get really specific about your project, your project, such as, you know, I want to deliver a presentation to 100 people at work, for example. So that's the first thing. The second thing is you need a community who loves you. Now, I've been finding this with my DJ friends, they, uh, one of my friends, Frankie, he, he actually suggested that we catch up once a week to show each other what we've learned and to practice with each other. And all of my friends who are also DJs, they're all really supportive and are happy to um, help out, share their knowledge and just be a good support. And this community has made it much less intimidating learning this skill of DJing. So for you, think about who you can surround yourself with as you work on your communication and leadership skills. Is it a supportive colleague? Maybe there's someone at work who can mentor you. Maybe you can go out and join a Toastmasters club. Um, if you don't know what Toastmasters is, I'll link it up in the show notes and as well as some episodes I've done about Toastmasters. It helped me a lot, especially when I was learning um, how to be a better speaker. Um, maybe you want to work with a, a coach you know, someone who can train you and give you some structured um, feedback and support. But whatever you choose to do, it's important to have this connection, this community around you that is going to support you. The third thing is essentially mindset, but it was stated as a redemptive perspective on your suffering. And what this means is a good attitude towards challenges. And I really love this because when we learn a new skill, it is not meant to be easy. It's meant to be hard. If it was easy, you would already be doing it, right? You would already be a pro and it would be effortless and, and fun. So any so this is such an important, such a critical mindset to get into is to is to understand that there will be challenges it will be hard you are m- most likely going to be terrible at it the first time you do it and the sooner you accept this the less frustration and stress you will feel one of my coaching clients is going through this she's very well respected in her company and very knowledgeable She really struggles to present to senior people and to large groups. And in a recent coaching session, I was teaching her a way to structure a short presentation. And we were going through each section and she was practicing um, what she needed to say for each one. And every time she stumbled or every time she forgot what the next bit was, she would say, oh, I'm so terrible at this. And she would get herself really worked up and frustrated that she wasn't getting this new skill. And I explained to her that, you know, it's, it's okay that you're, that you're struggling. This is completely normal. How can you expect that you would be 
amazing at this from the very beginning. This is why you came to me as a coach for help because you you need to learn this. I am, I, when I first started trying, like with the DJing, I was bloody terrible. <laughs> terrible. I couldn't match the beats up. I forgot what buttons to press. I got really nervous and missed the, the cue point where I had to bring in the new song when the last song ended. I was absolutely horrendous. But I've had to just accept that that's where I need to start. I can't be, you know, perfect at this. So I want you to be aware of the thoughts that come up when you are learning the skill or putting yourself out there or, or, or speaking up or doing whatever it is that you're, that you're doing. If you notice thoughts like, oh, why, why can't I do this? I should already be good at this. I'm so terrible. Why can't I get this? Just take a deep breath, remind yourself that you need to have a redemptive perspective on your suffering. Accept that the suffering will be there at the beginning. All right, so those are the first three. Now, I would like to add number four in terms of how to to help you learn is to start with the basics. I found some excellent tutorials online. Well, first, when I started Googling tutorials on how to DJ, um, Many of them I found started with, okay, once you've loaded your tracks, set the tempo to a line and then create a loop and so on and so on. And I'm like, wait, 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 what? Stop, stop. What? How? Wait, loaded track? What is loaded track? Or all I've done is turn this thing on. How? What do I do? And I realized that those tutorials were like step three, four. I needed step zero. So I had to find a tutorial that was literally like, once your DJ controller is on, the first step is to load your track. Here is how you load a track. And then all I did for ages was just practice that very basic first step. Load a track and play it. Load a track and play. Load, play, stop. Load, play, stop. Load, play, stop. Once I had that basic skill figured out, I could then start to add on the next skill, which was load, play, and then crossfade to another track. You don't need to know what that means, but basically it's like the the next thing that I learned to do. If you've ever learned a musical instrument or taken a structured curriculum in learning an instrument, you know that you start with the very basics. You start with scales. And then you go up a key. And you just practice that over and over and over again. And it can get so boring Um, You practice it with your right hand, you practice it with your left hand, you practice them with them together, you practice them going up and down, you practice them going apart and together. And you just do that over and over again until it becomes second nature. It is exactly the same with any other skill. So if you're learning to speak up, present or lead, I want you to think about what is the simplest first step that you can take. Now, The first step is going to vary widely for each of you. It depends on where you're currently at. So, for example, let's take a skill of um, answering a question smoothly and confidently. If you are at absolute zero and you've never done this before, then your step one might be to simply um, be like, say to someone, can you ask me a question? I don't know, like very first step. If you've if you've done this quite a few times already and you're at level, let's say five, 
then the first step for you will be to get to level six. Does that make sense? Um, So I'll give you some general examples of what this might look like. So let's say um, if you usually sit at the back of the room and that's your default, maybe the first step is to sit at the front of the room so that you're more visible. Maybe not even say anything, but just change where you sit. And that's the first step for you. Maybe if you don't ever, if you don't ever speak in meetings, maybe asking a question, asking one question in a meeting is the first step for you. If you are used to asking questions, maybe being the first to ask a question is the first step for you. With your video calls, maybe if you never turn your video on or turn your camera on, you know, turn, just simply turning it on is the first step for you. And then once you're comfortable with just having your video on, maybe the next step is to sit upright and make eye contact with the camera. With in-person events, maybe you avoid networking events or you avoid work get-togethers. Maybe your first step is simply showing up. Doesn't matter if you're a bit awkward, you don't talk to anyone. You know, I'm not expecting you to all of a sudden be a, a great conversationalist overnight, but simply go, just go to the event. So think about what is the first step for you and then forget about everything else. So let's say you, um, you know, usually sit at the back of the room and you never ask any questions. I'm not asking you to sit at the front of the room and ask loads of questions and get really involved all in one go. Just take that first step and then do it again and then do it again. Just like me with the DJing and just loading a song, loading a song, loading a song, play, loading a song, play. That's all I was doing. Just do that over and over until that feels comfortable. And then you can start to add the next step on. All right, number five, consistency is key. Now, I want to liken this to exercising. I don't think many of us would go to the gym once and then expect and then quit because we didn't get abs immediately, right? We all know that abs take a while to develop and it requires a consistent, solid effort. I remember with my own strength training, it took me, back when I used to do CrossFit, it took me at least a year of training three times a week, every single week, until I could do one strict pull-up over a year. And that was three times a week. So I know that consistency certainly pays off. John C. Maxwell, who's a New York Times bestselling author on leadership, said, motivation gets you going but discipline keeps you growing. That's the law of consistency. It doesn't matter how talented you are. It doesn't matter how many opportunities you receive. If you want to grow, consistency is key. Another great quote is from Woody Allen, who said that 80% of success in life is just showing up. So think about how you can just show up more without having to Um, you know, do that thing at 100% or do it perfectly. Just simply show up. So with my DJing, I'm making an effort to practice my DJing um, as many times as possible in the day, as much as possible. Um, I work from home, so I've been trying to just take a break in the middle of the day and spend an hour playing with the music. And it's it's a great 
bit of self-care for me as well because I get to relax and not think about work for a little bit. So in relation to your own skill building, you know, practicing and giving one presentation is not going to drastically improve your presentation skills. And with all of my clients, whether I'm, you know, whether if it's a group where I'm running a workshop or if it's one-on-one, I'm always encouraging my clients to take daily consistent action to build their skills a little bit at a time. So for one client, you know, I remember saying saying to one uh, client to say, okay, you're going to focus on sitting tall and making eye contact, not just in the important meetings, but all the meetings. Even if it's a simple one-on-one catch-up with a team member, focus on that one thing. For another client, it's using a strong opening sentence for every meeting, not just the big main important ones, but every single one. For another client who makes a lot of phone calls, for her, um, we worked on her taking a grounding breath and writing down an objective before each, each phone call, not just the important ones, every phone call. And, you know, these changes may seem so incremental and barely noticeable, but then one day you might be doing something and realize, oh, I'm living this new skill without even thinking about it. Maybe you're naturally sitting up straight. You're naturally opening each meeting with a bang. So daily consistent action is going to help in your uh, skill journey. I can guarantee it. And the sixth final big idea, well, the sixth big idea I want to share with you is to trust in the process. My DJ friend, Phil, he gave me some advice when I was complaining how I wasn't really progressing. And he said, some days you'll feel like you're not getting anywhere and other times you'll feel like you've nailed it. And then other times you feel like you've gone backwards and that's okay. And this was very reassuring for me and it's helped me on the days where I definitely feel like I've gone backwards and forgotten everything that I've learned. And, you know, watching my two-year-old daughter, Brea, grow up has been the ultimate lesson in learning to trust the process. Now, if you have kids, you'll know of the term regression, which is often talked about during a baby's development. So, for example, um, we're always told about like the sleep regression at seven months where they seem to have learned to sleep through the night and then, or at least go to sleep without your help. And then all of a sudden they start waking up again and screaming for you and seem to have forgotten the skill of sleeping. But we're taught that that's all part of the learning process. It's completely normal. Sometimes you have to take two steps forward and one step back. And the important thing is to trust the process, accept that this is all part of it um, and resist the temptation to give up. I think about when Bray was learning to walk. Do you think that she like fell over one too many times and went, oh, this walking thing is just too hard. I'm just going to give up and not bother anymore. No. <laughs> Babies don't give up. They just keep going. They're like, no, nope, fell over. No, nope, going to get up, keep going. And they keep going and they keep going and they keep going until they finally start walking. And it's, and it's completely fine. So you got to trust in the process. So I hope those things were helpful for you. To quickly recap, number one, you need to pick a project to work on or pick that skill that you want to work on. 
Number two, surround yourself with a community who loves you. Number three, have a redemptive perspective on your suffering. Number three, start, uh, sorry, number four, start with the basics. Five, consistency is key. And six, trust in the process. If you found this episode of value, I would really appreciate it if you can share it with a friend or a colleague who you think would also find benefit in it. I wish you all the very best as you go about your learning journey. And if you believe that you or your team would benefit for personalized support in this area, then do reach out to me. My email is cc at thecmethod.com. I'd be more than happy to explore what a coaching program or a series of training workshops could look like for you or your team. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Keep on being awesome. And I'll talk to you in two weeks' time. I'm Christina Cantors, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. Mm-hmm.